Get ready for biblical preaching and teaching. I am Pastor Adam Bigelow. Isn't it time to get unstuck? This is the Reaching Forward Podcast. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 17. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. This dad was talking to this little child, you know, at they're waiting at a tire shop. And so he just struck up a conversation and he said, hey, little fella. And he saw the man, the little fella's dad up paying at the at the counter. So he said to the little fella, he said, hey, how, how old's your dad? And the little kid looked at him and said, as old as me. And the dad said, you know, kind of smiled and he said, now, son, how is that possible? And the little fellow said, you only became a father when I was born. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> Makes me eight. <laughs> As a father, right? It's my daughter's eight. <laughs> I was walking with my daughter a couple of weeks ago, and I don't remember, so forgive me, I don't remember exactly what she was saying, but... She said, Daddy, watch this. And I kind of ignored what she was saying because God began to deal with my heart about a message. Daddy, watch this. And if you have a child, many times a child will try to get your attention. It really doesn't matter so much what the child is doing, but they want their father to watch them do it. It might be them playing Legos. It might be them eating something. It might be them uh, trying something new, like learning to skip. But the important thing was, was that, Daddy, I want you to watch me do it. And I thought, man, that is really the, the message that God wants me to give to you today, is for Daddy, watch this. You know, that I'm not saying that everyone in here has to be a perfect father. And everyone in here doesn't have to have a perfect track record. But there are three things that I want you to look at, especially fathers. But if you're not a father today, uh, I wished someone, uh, someone, was it, how was it, Mother's Day or Father's Day? I either wish someone, a mother happy, yes, someone said, I said Happy Mother's Day to a lady. And she looked back at me and said, you too. (laughs) So, So maybe not everyone in here is a father. But there are three things that your heavenly father thinks about you. And so if you're a father, you can take this a step further. And we're not looking to make fathers feel bad. Or uh, if your father wasn't a certain way, brethren, perfection is not the end of the game for us. But we can make changes in our lives. So as a father, I want to look three things or give them to you from the word of God from this verse of scripture and this setting of this text that God uh, thinks about you and that God does and that we can employ them in our own lives with our children. God bless you. God bless you. Happy Father's Day to one of you. Amen. The Bible said, Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? 
And Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it, or allow it to be so for now. For thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him, which means he allowed him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water. And lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Daddy, watch this. So in the message, we want to first of all share what God was doing in this account. It was an account of Jesus being baptized. So much is in this scripture. We find the doctrine of the Trinity. God is in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Jesus was in the water. The Holy Ghost was coming down, two separate persons. And then there was somebody up there in heaven speaking down from heaven at the same time. That's what the Trinity is. So, so the word isn't in the Bible, but over and over again, this doctrine is shown as God in three persons. But they're, yet they're all God. That's why it's tri and unity in the same word, Trinity. The first thing I'd like to share is that Daddy watched this. As my daughter said that, you know, what really uh, is important to children is attention. Attention. My wife read this thing, and I would say, you know what they say? So I'm not saying that this thing is true, because I don't remember the source. But it said something like, how long does it take for a woman to get a man, is that right? How long does it get a man to get a woman to fall in love with him? Was it 30 minutes? 15 minutes. Watch out, dads. How? Just listening to her. Say, well, I'm going to pay attention to my daughter. You're right. It's protection. You know that if you don't pay attention to your children, someone else knows that's the secret of communicating things. The, a voice came from heaven. The Father, I like this. So if God was speaking from heaven, it shows us something. He was watching his son. That's my boy. The Bible says he spoke it. I like this. That God not only was watching his son, he knew what was going on. But the Bible says it shows us a truth. There was a song. It's a worldly song, okay? But I've heard it so many times. They force you to listen to stuff if you go to stores, right? Man. And then you begin singing it on the way out to your car. And it ain't a gospel song. You've never done that before? You start humming it like, oops. <laughs> but it's just in there. You went to Target. You went to Walmart. You've never done that before? It's only me. And then you send your kid to public school. And they come back singing about, I'm going to take my horse to the old town road and ride like I can't no more. I'm like, oh, no. It's coming back. But it's better than achy, breaky heart. So, <laughs> Same dude. Same dude. Sorry if that's in there, right? Or blame it on the rain. That's even worse. <laughs> But there was a song that said, how far is heaven? And they, I don't know what that's supposed to mean. And I don't have an answer for you, okay? But I do know something that God, the Bible says, can speak from heaven. All the way from heaven. And you can hear it 
down here on earth. That's how God's voice works. It doesn't matter how far heaven is. God can bridge the gap with his voice. And I'm thankful you can come and hear his voice in the house of God. You can hear his voice in your car. You can hear his voice at home. Why? Because God is paying attention to everything that you do. God is watching you. Not because he doesn't care about you. But because he cares about everything that you do. The Bible says in Genesis that God was watching Adam. The Bible said they heard the voice of the Lord God. He was walking in the, in the garden in the cool of the day. Notice they didn't hear his footsteps. They heard his voice. Oh, dad's home, mom's home. And the Bible said they hid themselves from the Lord God, from his presence, amongst the trees of the garden. Why? Because they knew they had done something wrong. You know, you see these little kids on YouTube videos. They're like, did you eat the chocolate? And the little boy's like, no. Are you sure you didn't eat the chocolate? No. And the kid's got chocolate like all over his face, all over his hands. And he's telling them, no. But they knew they had eaten that of the tree that was in the midst of the garden. They knew they had eaten that fruit that they were not supposed to eat. And God said, in the day that thou eatest thereof, there will be a separation from you and I. There will be a, a death, the Bible says. Now, it wasn't a physical death because they were still alive. It wasn't uh, their soul was still in their body, but their spirit was disconnected from God. And it's the exact same thing that happened to Jesus Christ on the cross. When our sin was placed upon him, there was a spiritual disconnection from he and his father. And that's why he said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And the Bible says, the Lord called unto Adam and said unto him, where art thou? It's an interesting, you know, if, if your child is lost, have you ever lost your child? Oh, that'll get your attention, right? You know, and makes you feel like a horrible parent too. But, you know, my wife was shopping with our daughter and she was about two, something like that. And she got lost in the store. Has that ever happened? And all of a sudden, everything else stops, right? Yes. I think my wife, did you try to block the door? I did. <laughs> she goes, she blocks the door like ain't nobody getting out. <laughs> so what if they tried it? My wife's from Michigan. It would be a YouTube video. Probably get clotheslined and pummeled to the ground, right? That's not very Christian, isn't it? When you're protecting your child, you know. And eventually they found, I don't know who found her. Did you find her? No, another. Another, another mom or another. She was inside the clothes rack. So you know how you can go under? Looking at toys. Looking at toys. Yeah, just having a good time. They're toys and just, you know, you're little. You can go right under that. Oh. So you know that when she got lost, and you know if, if we're lost today, there's a God that's looking for us. The Bible says he heard, they he said, Adam, where are you? Now you know God knew where Adam was. Did you know that? God knew exactly where his son was. But you know that sometimes when God asks us a question, it's not because he doesn't know the answer. <laughs> Do you know why God asks us a question sometimes? For us to hear ourselves answer. Have you ever said something and like, that doesn't sound very convincing? <laughs> you know, what did Adam say? I was naked! And... I was afraid. And God's probably like, um, 
you're the only two people on the face of the earth. I mean, who's going to see you? A horse? I mean, who's going to see you? There's no, there's no such thing as indecent exposure when you're the only two humans on the earth. That, so that wasn't a very good answer. I wonder if Eve is like, that wasn't very good, Adam. <laughs> that wasn't a convincing answer. Have you ever done that? You try to give your parents some answer to try to justify what you've done. And like, that wasn't even very good. <laughs> but the Bible says that God had a question. But you see, God was giving attention to his kids. You know, God's always going to give us attention. You say, well, preacher, why is God... Why is he on my case? You know that you say that your parents, why are they on my case? Let me tell you, they love you. And when you get in trouble, what do you get? You get a lawyer to get, take your what? Your case. Because there's something coming and you need somebody to take your case to help you out so that the law doesn't throw that proverbial book at you. Well, you know that we have, a, we have one that loves us that took our case. And God takes our case because he loves us. He wants to give us attention. I like this. That God had a message when he spoke from heaven. He said, this is my beloved son. But on the Mount of Transfiguration, he also spoke from heaven. You know what he said? He said, this is my beloved son, but he added something else. He said, hear ye him. He said, I want you to listen to Jesus. And the Bible says, now then faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. And then in John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Literally hearing Jesus Christ. He's the word of God. And what God had paid attention to us, if he can get our attention, it's because God has a message for us. Daddy, watch this. Well, daughter, watch this. I love you. And really what parents, we have a mission. And that's to get our children to Jesus. Hey, when you get your children to Jesus, you'll solve a lot of problems. You know what? Because a lot of things will get taken of, taken care of by Jesus. <laughs> and that they will be responding to all that attention that God has for them. They won't go look for it. Otherwise, you know where she'll look for it? Your daughter will look for it in a man. Your son will look for it in a woman. But really, we need attention from God. And so we can give our kids attention. Why? Because the second thing, you give your kids attention to model the love of God. You see also, he said, this is my beloved son. He didn't say this is the red, what are they, red-headed stepchild, black sheep of the family. He didn't say that. He said, that's my boy. I love him. That's my, that's my girl, my daughter. I love her. And you know that when we have a love for our kids, you know that Jesus Christ came to model the behavior of the Father so that fathers could model their behavior to their kids? So giving them attention is to show them love. And you know it pays off. When, you go to, when they go to public school, say, why is your daughter in public school? I figure she's going <clears> to <throat> go into public one day. <laughs> you know, I mean, she's going to have to face it. She might as well learn to deal with the 
the kid with the two moms or the two dads or was it two moms? Two moms and look, it's just part of life. So I can't, I can't protect her, but I can send her out there with a whole lot of love. I can say, honey, I love you. You just go right in there and your kids will surprise you. You don't think kids will stand up? Kids will stand up for God. Remember that illustration about that teacher that was mocking Christianity? Public school teacher. And there was, a little, there was a little kid that was a Christian in the class. A little kid. And so the teacher pointed to that little kid and said, Hey, you're a Christian. Stand up. The little kid stood up. Said, Why are you a Christian? And the little kid, you know, hadn't thought about this one yet. Public school make you have to answer a lot of questions. Kind of scratched their head, said, Well, um, my mommy's a Christian. My daddy's a Christian. I'm a Christian, I guess, because my mommy and daddy are Christians. I'm a Christian. Teacher wasn't having it. Teacher fired back. Well, what if your daddy was an idiot and your mommy was an idiot? What would that make you? Kid shrugged his shoulders and said, an atheist? You know what? When you love your kids, it teaches them not to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. My daughter accepts that other people are different and she loves them just as they are. But I'm thankful that God will take you just as you are. But he loves you too much to leave you as you are. You know that I'm thankful I take my daughter any way that she is, give her to me. But you know what? I'm going to clean her up when she comes. I'm going to say, oh, you need a bath. You ever kiss the top of your daughter's head? Oh my. How did the top of your head get that bad? You need to take a bath and wash the top of your head. Some kids think a bath just means getting in there and then getting out. No, apply soap. Apply... It's awesome to be a parent. <laughs> because you see, God loved the world. How does he show his love? Through a mom and a dad. That God so loved the world that he gave, now listen to this, he gave his only begotten son. And we often think of that as Jesus Christ coming to, to, to save us. And he did through his sacrifice on the cross. Salvation is available, but who sent Jesus? See, there was a father that loved us. You know, fathers take care of those that they are... Uh, have a responsibility to and God feels the responsibility of the whole world and he said what can I do for them more than redeem them and change what Adam lost and regain it with what Jesus my only son can redeem you know someone had shared that uh, that their child was murdered you know and, and when your child's murdered I mean it makes you wonder what kind of God would allow that to happen. And I've not faced that personally. So uh, someone had come and talked to a preacher and said, well, what kind of God would allow that? That my child was murdered. And the preacher very wisely and gently said, you know, that's very, that's very horrible. No, you know, no parent should go through that. And words to that effect. But the preacher said that God had one son. And he was murdered. You know that Jesus was murdered on the cross. It was not for any sin that he had done. But you see that God had his son murdered by those 
that didn't believe in those that were lost in sin. That's you and me. But yet God did not take out his wrath upon us, but took out his wrath upon his only begotten son because he loved us. And if we would believe in what Jesus did, God would accept us and he would bring us into the fold and we would get the adoption of children because God loves you. The Bible says we love him. You know why? He first loved us. You know, some we think, we think we love our parents. We don't love our parents. We reciprocate the love of our parents. You know that our parents love us, and then we go on loving them, but it doesn't stop there, does it? We then begin to love others. You ever, you ever played that game, Pass It On? How about Punch Bug? You ever played Punch Bug? You'd see a Volkswagen Beetle driving, and you'd hit someone. Pow! Punch Bug! No punchbacks, because otherwise it'd be a fight, right? Because they'd be hitting you back and forth. And when, when I was uh, in school, we would just hit someone for no reason. We didn't have to see a punch bug, right? We would just go, pow, and then say, pass it on. You ever, you ever play that? And so they'd go find some other unsuspecting person and hit them on the shoulder, on the shoulder, okay? And, you know, the world is a lot like that. If they receive a lack of love at home, you know what they'll do? Pass it on. They'll pass it on at work. They'll pass it on to the cops. Now, I'm not part of the defund the police movement, okay? I'm so thankful for our police. And yes, there are bad cops and good cops. You know, they're people. There's bad politicians, good politicians, bad preachers, good preachers. But if you really want to defund the police, let me tell you how you do it. Love your kids. (laughs) What do you mean love my kids? When you love your kids... I've never called the cops to my house. My cops have never come to my house once. You know why? We work out, we have arguments, we work out our differences and we hug and kiss and make up. And you know that the best thing you can do for your kids is to love, the best thing a father can do for their child is to love that child's mother. Because if I hug my wife, it happens all the time. I hug my wife and my daughter, wherever she is, she runs over. game pile, right? It's like we're having a football huddle. Why? Because that love spreads in the house. And so my wife and I have disagreements, usually her fault. (laughs) That's like a lightning bolt moment. That's absolutely not true. That's not true. It's usually me. And I usually don't find out about it till later after I pray. I hate that, man. But it's usually me. It's usually something that I said, and then she was wounded, and then she said something back, and then that hurt me, but I started it. No? You don't know what I'm talking about? But if you want to defund the police, and this is absolutely true, do you know how there's a great percentage of prisoners that are in prison that are, they grew up without a father. And if you look at the news, look at the news. Now, I love the news. I, I watch the news all the time. Someone who shot or had a child shot in Jacksonville, who's on camera? The mother. Where's the father? Now, I'm not finding fault. A lot of these kids, they get in mothers. God bless you. Single moms, they have one of the hardest jobs in the world. But uh, you don't usually see the father and the mother on camera together. Why? Right. Because it's not a problem. And if you want to stop the prisons and if you want to stop uh, the violence and if you really want to defund police. Now, I love police, but I love the police to be defunded because they're not needed. There was a great revival that happened, and uh, the police were, uh, they, they were attending the church service. 
And, and someone said, why are you here at the church service? And the police said, because there's really nothing for us to do. All the bars had closed down. There was no crime. And so like, what are you doing here? And they're like, well, we thought we'd sing in the quartet. We had a quartet going. And he said, it's an absolutely true story. Why? Because the love of God, it goes into the family. And when you walk out the door, you take the love of God into society and show Jesus what you learned from your dad. Love. As a dad, you're a constant teacher. And you might not think of yourself as a teacher. Dads, you're teachers. Let me tell you when you teach your kids. Deuteronomy chapter 11 and verse 19. And ye shall teach them your children. This is talking about the law. So we can teach our kids. Speaking of them, (laughs) when thou sittest in thine house, that's when you're at home. And when thou walkest by the way, when you're out of your house. So when you're at home, when you're not at home. Those are two times, right? That covers a lot, doesn't it? When thou liest down, when you're in bed. And when thou risest up, when you get out of bed. So when should you teach your kids? Um, Like basically all the time, everywhere, every time of the day, every day of the week. You're always teaching your kids. And brethren, when you teach your kids, whether it is on uh, kind of like unconscious or conscious, they are watching you. I think it was Reverend Keckle's son. And he's all grown up. And he's, he goes, Dad, he said... When I grow up, I want to be just like you. And his dad's like, aww. And he said, you get four pancakes, right? (laughs) (laughs) You see, God shows us through the fathers many times. This is unfortunate, but people think that God is like their earthly father. And you know, it's not always true. Our fathers are, they're doing their best, but they're not God. But you give your child an opportunity to see the love of God through you. And I'm not saying, well, preacher, I haven't done everything right. But, you know, the wonderful thing is we can change. You know, I'm thankful that we can just say, you know what? Let me just show love. I I was tired the other day and my daughter was playing Jenga. She had all the blocks set up. She goes, I'm going to just play by myself. And she because she's an only child. So you become an expert at that. Right. And so I was tired. I wanted to do my own thing. So I sat down and we played a knockout game of Jenga. You know how much that took? Five or ten minutes. But it absolutely fills the tank of your daughter or your son. Five or ten minutes. Daddy, watch this video with me. And you're like, oh, no. Okay. Why? Because they just want your love. And get close to them and touch them and put your hand on their head. Why? Because they need your love. They need your love. Or, or do karate with them. That was, that was, that was directed. But do, any, do something with your children to show them that you care. Because you see, that's the love of God shown through the Father. This is my beloved son. I love you, and I want to spend time with you. Again, maybe not of all of us grew up in houses where the dad was present or he, he, he didn't show that love. But let me tell you, that's what God wants with you. He loves you, and he wants to spend time with you. But the last thing, Daddy, watch this. God the Father said, in whom I am well pleased. The last thing, fathers, we give our kids attention. We give them love. And God wants to give you, if you're not a father, he gives you attention. He gives you love. But the last thing is endorsement. 
You know that when someone's a good, uh, you know, they're good at sports, you know what they win? Endorsements. Nike, you know, Tiger Woods, he probably got Nike, all these other endorsements. You know that a lot of athletes make their money on endorsements. <laughs> That's where the big money, they're good, but they make their money not from championships and not from the Super Bowl. They make their money from, uh, you know, Wheaties and Apple and Nike and all these other things, Under Armour. But you know that God gave an endorsement to his son. He said, that's my boy. I want everybody to know that's my child and I love my child. You know that that's one thing your children need to hear. If they don't hear it from you, anybody else, it's open. But you know what? I'm thankful that there is a God that says, I love you, that I'm well pleased in you. You know what our kids need? They need us to catch them doing something right. Right. Why'd you do that? Why'd you drop that? Have you ever been guilty of that? I have. Man, like, I can't believe I said that. Have you ever like said something and you're like, oh, I can't even take it back, right? It's just, it's out there, right? Delete, 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 you know? Have you ever done that where you, you, you send a text and it auto-corrected after, like, as you're hitting send and you sent something, you're like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. And then you have to like send three texts to correct one word. I just correct one word. I just send the one word that, it, but... You know, when your kid clears the table and it's, you know, 50% good, man, good job. When your kid washes the dishes, but there's a, you know, a little bit of, just wait till they leave and then just go, go finish it and wash it. But say, good job washing the dishes. Good job. I knew you could do it. Good job cleaning your room. And you're like, oh man, there's a lot of work to do in here. But good job. You did something right. So a preacher, my kid got all A's in one C. Don't magnify the C. Magnify the A's, man, good job. You got all of those A's, man, good job. You know, say, so well, preacher, they, they were on a team and they lost. Well, you got second place. <laughs> but you know that you can say to your child, I love you, you're my kid. You see, because if you're a child and your father is pleased with you, it really doesn't matter who's displeased with you. When you come from your house and your, your dad loves you, you can walk out. People call you names. They make fun of you. As a, my, my daughter's at school and they mocked her and they said, you always wear skirts. Why do you always wear skirts? And she said, I don't always wear skirts. Sometimes I wear dresses. <laughs> Man, why? Because her mom and her dad say, hey, just be who you are. Let other people be who they are. Amen. I, was, I was giving her, uh, you know, one of those life questions, my wife comes to the piano and I say, you know, the boys are going to be like mocking you and girls are going to be mocking you. Say, well, all our boyfriends kiss us. Does your boyfriend kiss you? And you know, my daughter said, we're just practicing, right? Because it's coming. And she goes, no, I'm going to save my uh, lips for my husband or something like that. And I'm like, good. I said, but honey, they're never going to agree that what you said is good. They're just going to keep mocking you. And so I just, we're just playing, right? And I said to my daughter, I said, look, I said, uh, they're going to keep saying stuff like, oh, well, our boyfriends will kiss you. And she said something like, no, thanks. And I said, well, they're going to call you chicken or something like that. And then my daughter said, okay, make sure it's fried. See ya. <laughs> you know what? We just got to give them an answer. Dad, that's your job. Mom, mom, great, but be there, hug them. But dad, that's your job. Teach them how to deal with those guys. So a preacher, there's good guys out there. There's good guys out there too. But you know what? Make them work hard. 
But you know that I'm thankful that that endorsement, I believe in you, you're my child. When Elijah was to come, if you read the very end of the Old Testament, you know what it says? The last verse, the very last verse. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children. And the heart of their children, now nothing against mothers, but it's the father. And the heart of the children to their fathers. That endorsement from the dad is going to change your family tree. You're my child. You know what? Your child needs to hear that from you, dads. And let me tell you, your heavenly father is endorsing all of you, saying, I love you. I love you like you're my only child. I love you differently than all my other children. Why? Because you're special. I love you as an individual. I'd like to close with this. In 1989, there was an 8.2 magnitude earthquake that almost flattened the country of Armenia near Turkey. 30,000 people were killed in four minutes. In the midst of the utter devastation and chaos, a father left his wife and he rushed to the school where his son was supposed to be. And he, when he got there, this is a true story, he found that the building was like flattened like a pancake and earthquakes can do that. So after the initial shock, he just began, you know, with his bare hands, just began going to where the school, uh, where he thought his son would be and pulling out rocks and uh, taking away debris and shouting for his son. And parents would come and try to pull him away and say, it's too late. What are you doing? Everyone's dead. Police chief even came and he said, fires are breaking out. Explosionings are, are happening. You're in danger. We'll take care of it. Go home. To which this loving, caring Armenian father asked, are you going to help me now? And he would say that to everybody that came. And he just kept digging. Courageously, he proceeded alone because he needed to know for himself, is my boy alive or dead? He worked for eight hours. He worked for 12 hours, 24 hours, 36 hours pulling rocks out. 38th hour. He pulled back a boulder and he heard his son's voice. He screamed his son's name, Armand. He heard back, Dad, it's me, Dad. He said, I told the other kids not to worry. I told them that if you were alive, you'd save me. And when you save me, they'd be saved because you promised no matter what, I'll always be there for you. But with heads bowed and eyes closed, Daddy, watch this. That son believed in his father. And you know, your kids, they believe in you. And when you tell them something, it's like a commandment. It's like the word of God. When you tell them something about themselves, it's like a commandment. True or false, it's like the word of God. So give them attention. Give them love and give them an endorsement from you. Say, I want to tell you something. I love you, you're mine. And I'm never gonna leave you. I'm never gonna forsake you. And if you do something bad, I'll still love you just as much because you're mine. And I want to watch you live your life and grow up. Just like your heavenly father wants to watch you 
give you attention, love you. And brethren, he wants to give you an endorsement. And he loves you like no one. Let's find a place to pray. Father, I preached your word. Dad, today your kids need you more than ever in this world. These altars are open. Dads, be encouraged because God has got your back. And he loves you. And he's going to help you be the leader you need to be. relationships. First being the relationship with God. And the 
the second is the relationship with your family. And society will get worked out if we can work those first two out. The politicians aren't going to solve it. The cops aren't going to solve it. Money's not going to solve it. But the love of Jesus Christ shown through you, that's going to solve it. And it's not a political party that's going to solve it. But it's God, Christ in you, shown to someone else. Amen. Amen. Brother Velez is somewhere. Aha. Brother, would you dismiss us? And we got food. Give him a second to, like, clear the kids out. And um, my wife would go back there, ma'am, if you could, and help kind of set up. And Okay. God bless you. God bless you, dads. God's on your side. Don't have to be perfect. And you know what? Call me. Maybe I'll be encouraged just trying to encourage you. Because being a dad is hard. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you, uh, Brother Velez. Would you dismiss us? And ask the Lord's blessing on the food and two weeks from now we're going to have a potluck that's july 1st we're going to have like a freedom potluck come bring some food and we'll enjoy our freedom july 4th is a few days after that so two weeks from now two weeks from now that's your email two weeks from now come bring some food amen amen god bless you brother and also pray for the food as well